0: Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football here to discuss another burning football issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from for daily football podcasts. As I said though, joined by Andrew Pollard, and we are gathered here today to talk all things Chelsea and whether or not they've actually made a huge mistake that we've been talking a lot about Chelsea we're not going to talk about the issues with the ongoing global bastard that we can't say otherwise this video would get demonetized but instead we're going to talk about I suppose their strategy for next season obviously they were very limited last season with the transfer ban they promoted a lot of their youth players of many players that they've had out on loan for seasons now that ban is gone they are signing people left right and center but Andrew Pollard is that a good idea
1: well, Roman's going to Roman, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it feels like it's been a little while. Obviously, there was the transfer ban, but it feels like it's been a while since Roman Abramovich has handed so much money as in just go and get who you want, really. Um, and it, it could spe- spectacularly backfire, I guess. Um, but I don't know, just breaking this down, I think if you looked at the players that they they've brought in already and you look at whose spots they'd be taking in the team, I don't think it necessarily goes against the the whole mantra of, of last season where they were were uh, exploring the options with some of their younger players. I think most of those will be OK. Um, mm. Because, I mean, Hakim Ziyech, for example, coming in from Ajax, who can play as a number 10, more often plays on the right and drifts in with that ridiculous wand of a left foot. Um, yeah, yeah, just a beautiful footballer to watch. But if he's going to be playing on the right, then, well, William's gone in the summer, Pedro's gone in the summer. Um, so there is a gap there. So he's not really taking anybody's spot particularly. Uh, I think Tammy Abraham is, is an obvious one, I think, where you mm-hmm. look at it. He obviously is going to lose out, um, not get as much game time with the arrival of Timo Werner. If, you, if you're spending nearly 50 million on a, on a star striker, then... And you're only playing one striker, then, yeah. I know Timo Werner could play in off, off the left or on the right, off the right, uh, but I think he'll go down the middle. But I think it could backfire, but I don't know. Um, going into this, when doing some background research in my head, I thought the narrative I'd have naturally was like, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna explode in their face. But the more and more I thought about it, the more I think that while I'm not all for just throwing money at a problem, I think it's um, I think it'll benefit Chelsea. Yeah, I think a lot of people have rolled their
0: eyes when they saw the amounts of money they were throwing around and the players that they're getting in. But it isn't just a scattergun approach. And this isn't, yeah. you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to their, you know, brilliant youth system. And like you say, the, the multitude of players that they just have at that club that you completely forget about. I was looking to see about their signings. And I was like, oh, yeah, they've still got that man. And they've got this guy over here. And Kennedy. Still Kennedy's technically- still there. Kennedy's a 25. And players like that, I was just like, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It's just surreal. Um, So just I think you've kind of answered it there, but were they better off under the transfer ban because they were forced to promote youth? Or do you think this is going to hopefully strike a happy medium between the
1: two? I think it's a happy medium because... I mean, we we like to think that Frank Lampard is one of those managers who will give the younger players a chance. Last year, obviously, that was forced upon him. So now, obviously, he is kind of the acid test as to whether that is going to be his approach to Chelsea um, or, or not. Because now he has got funds available. Now he has brought in big name signings. Whereas last year, all all that came in really was Christian Pulisic, who had, that was already arranged previously mm-hmm. for him to come from Dortmund. Um, so I, I think I'd like to think players like Billy Gilmore will still get get a game now and again I mean he came in towards the tail end of the season and looked really good really impressed with him but then you've got like a Mason Mount it's going to be a, a big year for him but I think I think Chelsea are going to be okay I mean like I said it's this to me is the proper test for Frank Lambard as to whether you really are going to be that manager who looks to, to embed youth as and where he can give players an opportunity.
0: Uh, We've seen a lot over recent seasons uh, about former players taking over at clubs and everyone hoping that they're going to be the next Pep Guardiola, basically. Uh, How much pressure do you think Lampard is going to be under this season? Because it felt like not necessarily a free hit last season. If they'd have been in the relegation, though, then certainly decisions would have been made. But this season, there's a lot more expectation now, isn't there?
1: Well, totally, that's it. It's like it's his blessing and it's his curse where he's been handed so far, I think they've spent... Uh, around about 210 million already. Uh, that's on, on the Hack and ZH on Timo Werner, Ben Chilwell, that, that seems to have got over the line this morning and yesterday, and obviously Kai Havertz as well. Um, so if you're spending 200 million, then yeah, that, that pressure is amped up massively. And I think. Um, Like you said there, I think maybe it was a free hit last year where it was a case of... There's always that excuse of, well, he couldn't bring in his own players. He couldn't make any signings. um, It felt like one of those rare seasons at Chelsea where it was okay to play the kids. Because before, we've seen Jose Mourinho talk about how he... He didn't feel like he could risk some of the younger players because obviously his job's on the line. Whereas mm. last year it was a, there was a bit more leniency with with Frank Lampard, given the situation of one his status as as, as such an icon of that club that the fans are a bit more uh, lenient with him. And then also the fact of there was there was that transfer ban in place. So the pressure now, I, I think to me realistically, Chelsea they have to be in title contention right now. But otherwise, anything other than than a title hunt, then that's when the pressure is really going to tell. I think of Frank Lampard. I want to talk a
0: little bit more about expectations in a second. Before mm. then, though, you mentioned uh Ziyech, Werner, uh, possibly Havertz, Ben Chilwell, of course, as we reported on. How do you think that's gonna
1: change the way Chelsea play? Um I don't I'd say i don't think it'll change the, the style of play all, all that much. Um I think it might be a little bit more reminiscent, actually, slightly if, if there was gonna be a tweak of the I guess going back to Jose to that classic Chelsea st- style that we come to uh, mm. associate with basically with Frank Lampard. is that, that doing all that working with field and popping up with twenty goals a season or more in some cases. Uh, I think it's it's going to be a similar approach to what we've seen, what we saw last season. I just think the quality is going to be better. Uh, I think that Kai Havertz is going to be kind of that Frank Lampard uh, role that with that deal seemingly done for an initial eighty million euros and. 20 million euros of add-ons, although it's not officially over the line just yet. But I I think that the style of play, I I think the tactics will still remain relatively the same. It's just, to me, I I think the signs they've got, I think it is just an upgrade in quality.
0: Yeah, I I think even non-Chelsea fans look at those signings and can obviously agree that they are beneficial. There's no sort of signings for signing sake almost um one question mark is of course tiago Silva. um will they sign him and more importantly should chelsea sign him um and and how do you see them utilizing him because he's you know he's he's a world-class defender on his day age is catching up with him but having said that he could be very beneficial as someone to learn from for some of the chelsea's younger defenders perhaps
1: yeah, yeah. I, I think what what one of the striking parts of last season was they did seem to lack a little bit of leadership at the back or or through the team even in general. And obviously Thiago Silva, if he signs for Chelsea, that will be one of the major things he bring. Um, and, and I think that I do think that he will sign. And I do think. It's it makes sense to me. I think it's a good signing for Chelsea. Yes, okay, people are gonna look at the fact he turns thirty six, um, I think next month, September possibly, mm-hmm. but before the year year's out he turns thirty six and it's it, it looks like they're offering him a, a one year contract with the option for a further twelve months. But to me, I, I think you look at the problems Chelsea have had um last season, uh yeah, okay, it was great to see someone like Tammy Abraham get a chance and and run with the ball. It was great to see Mason Mount have a breakthrough season. Um and there were some positives there. Pulisic towards the end was on fire, but the, the one constant in terms of negatives really were were around the back line. Um, I thought Tamori looked good, it looked like a, a genuine prospect when he was again given an opportunity, mm-hmm. but Rudiger disappointed. Christensen so frustrating to watch. It, it always looks to me like there's a real player in there, but yet he never seems to to get some consistency in his game. Um, and then you've got Zuma, who, again, is a little bit erratic at times. Mm. So you, you look at the centre-halves, and that is kind of what they're crying out for. It's just kind of been left to Azpilicueta, who, by trade, really is a right-back, but he's taken moved over more central in recent mm. years. And he's kind of been the one trying to hold it all together uh, at the back. So I think Thiago Silva would be yeah, would be an absolutely fantastic signing just for just for the experience, the leadership, uh, and his reading of the game, his organisation. He ticks so many boxes as to what Chelsea are looking for.
0: And you've still got the keeper situation, I oh, suppose.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that's still the massive <laughs> question mark for me. Um, I I don't think he's good enough. Um, I, I don't know. You, you don't know. Maybe it was the the pressure that he's not really got over that pressure of that eighty million price tag when he first moved to a Stamford Bridge, but. We saw with David De Gea when uh, when he signed for Manchester United and the first eighteen months or so, two years were ropey. Um, and Sir Alex Ferguson kept faith with him there um, and kept saying about how this was going to be the greatest goalkeeper in the world. Um, I, I do think he got to that level, De Gea. I think he's still a phenomenal goalkeeper. But Kepa had a very similar first well first two seasons, I think. But he doesn't really with him. It seems his attitude is, is a another stumbling block. It's one thing to maybe have your confidence not quite be where it should be to be a number one for such a big club, but if you're going to be this cocksure prick about it at times, then you've <laughs> got to start backing it up. And I think that, yeah, that's, if Chelsea, if Roman is going to free up any further funds this season, um, Frank Lampard needs a goalkeeper, a new goalkeeper. And you wouldn't say no to Jano Black, no matter who you are, really. Well, no, that's that's one thing that keeps coming up, but we, we know that he's got, I think it's something like 106 million euro release clause. So, <laughs> He ain't going to come cheap. And if you're spending 200-odd million already, then I, I don't know. I'd be more tempted to maybe look at Andre Onana. Um, he, Again, mm. somebody who's been linked quite often with Chelsea um, from Ajax. I, I think he'd be a, a, a great signing for them. And Nick Pope, another goalkeeper that's yeah. been linked just this week. I think if you're looking, given the, the amount of money they've spent already, I don't know re- how feasible another £100 million pounds is for, for Jan Oblak. Nope. And he is a, a fantastic goalkeeper. So to me, I think you may be... You, you, I don't know, you tweak your expectations a little bit and you go for something that's maybe going to be a £30 million signing, a £40 million signing, mm-hmm. which I'd imagine Onana's probably be about 35 and Nick Pope, you could probably get in for maybe £20, £25. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's an law for somebody to go from Ajax to Stamford Bridge and likewise from Burnley to Stamford Bridge because Chelsea are a big club. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they, to me, they need to bring in a goalkeeper. But then, you also you're gonna think who who's gonna take Keppa and how much could you of that eighty million are you gonna get back realistically anyway, let alone in this uh, supposed deflated market we're in right mm. now.
0: I can't be the only one who's watching loads of old random football clips when the the season was paused and I rewatched that Carling Cup final or League Cup final, I should call it. it was very showing yeah. my age there. Um, and it's still jaw-dropping, the, the whole refusal to come off. But anyway, let's move on from that. Uh, let's talk about next season then and what they yeah. can achieve. FA Cup finalists, of course, fourth in the Premier League uh, this season. Will money buy them
1: success again? And what will be deemed as success after this sort of money has been spent? Yeah, I, I think I think if, in terms of what's deemed as a success when you're spending this sort of money, I think there has to be a trophy, whether that's an FA Cup, a League Cup, a a Champions League, I think when you start spending that sort of money, you have to be competing for trophies, you have to win trophies Uh, and on the league front, like I said, I think you have to expect them, um, to. if if you're going to be allowed to spend that much money, then you've got to back that up by challenging for the title even if you don't win it, they have to be there, thereabouts. It can't be that two-horse race that we saw last season. It wasn't even a two-horse race by the end of the season, to be fair, but it can't just be Manchester City and and Liverpool dominating again. Chelsea have to be in that hunt. Whether Man United step up, whether Spurs step up, whether Arsenal step up, whoever, it doesn't matter. I think Chelsea have to be in that title picture um, to justify being allowed this sort of money because if not, regardless of his status at the club as a legend, I think if if Chelsea come fourth again, um, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be feeling too secure in my job for us, Frank Lampard.
0: It's going to be an intriguing title race. It feels like the season has only just finished. We've got a Community Shield on Saturday, and then the league starts in a week or so. After that, it's going to be very exciting. We're going to be with you every single step of the way. But let us know your thoughts on Chelsea and the future for them and, of course, Frank Lampard. In the comments section below, don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. When you're out and about on the go, you can continue the conversation on Twitter at WhatCultureFC, where you can follow both of us. Andrew, where can people get you? At Cultured Left Pack. You can find me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureFC, as I said. But this has been It's All Kicking Off. My thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon.